Alright, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Tell me something I didn't need to know. We'll tell you about the host later at the end of the show because, you know, there's really no point in doing it twice. I feel like I should have something <laughs> there. And, and I, um... Just seeing that smirk go across your face. went blank. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Uh, Damn. I, I, I'm on to something there. There really is no point for us to do introductions twice. You know, we say, these are your hosts... I'm not going to say it right now. I already said it. I'm going to say it later. Andrew Kremel. No. And Mary Swartz. Now we got to edit that out. <laughs> all right. I'm going to get right on that. I am all over that. I just hit the delete button. You're good. You're you are good. so full of crap. <laughs> I deleted it. Okay. I used whiteout. On your computer. Yeah. Is mm. that what you're supposed to do? Yes. Keep doing that. <laughs> Pretty soon I won't be able to see my screen at all. <laughs> For those but no, of you who I, I don't just know what whiteout is. You better Google it because it's a I, good one. Well, you don't really need to know it, so we could teach you on the show. Maybe <laughs> that, there you go. Next story: whiteout. Now, Eep, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we introduce ourselves at the beginning of the show, which is pretty normal. But at the end of the show, we also reintroduce ourselves. No, we just tell them who hosts it, co-hosted. We don't reintroduce ourselves. We just—it's a gentle reminder. Don't forget who we are. We're not going to let you. <laughs> I feel like it's unnecessary. <laughs> you want them to forget us? After listening to the show, I don't think they're going to forget us. Probably not. Probably not. Sue? Yeah. What do we got today, Mommy? Oh, we got some tidbits. We got national days, and we got a really short little story. That's what would you like really to start fun. with today, Mommy? Oh, let's start with the left-handed whopper. Have it your way, 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 have have you never heard of the left-handed Whopper? I actually Whopper? never had heard of the left-handed oh Whopper until you brought this gosh. up to me. Yes, it is designed specifically for left-handed people. We need to stop discriminating against them. They put an ad out for it, too. It's okay. I was talking to Timmy about making a left-handed motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> no, you put the clutch in, in your regular... No, that actually On the right sense. hand, and then the throttle and the brake on the that left hand. That actually makes sense. It's a left-handed motorcycle. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Not, you know, like the Whopper story I'm about to tell. Okay, well, let's hear about the Whopper. All right. Burger King introduces a left-handed Whopper. Patent pending. Finally, after years of neglect, <laughs> left-handed eaters will no longer need to conform to traditional right-handed eating methods when enjoying America's favorite burger. Here's the changes that they're making to the Whopper to make it more left-handed accessible. Das wunderbar. They rearrange the orientation of the condiments, allowing left-handers to have it their way. The lower bun is now realigned to compensate for the left-handed shift in weight. The sesame seeds are meticulously placed to ensure the least amount of loss during consumption, favoring left-handed eater techniques. 
And the Whopper has been rotated. 180 degrees. 180 degrees to ensure better gripping on the bun, maximizing the left-handed taste enjoyment. Domino should have came out with a left-handed pizza. I think this advertisement came out about 1998. I think they were really playing to the dumb people. On April 1st. (laughs) (laughs) He's just holding That would have been a really good one to keep for the first week of April. (laughs) Seriously, I would have kept that in my back pocket till the first week of April. I'm sorry. I found it. It was like it I is. This is this, this is absolutely shit. priceless. It's awesome. <laughs> BK has got a freaking sense of humor. That's that's kind of <laughs> awesome. Like the whole time I'm sitting here thinking, this is. Are you serious? Like they actually came out with this? Are they really trying to play towards the dumb people in in the United <laughs> States? I mean, not that that's difficult to do. <sighs> that was a good one. That was. Gotcha. That was really good. Gotcha. You got another tidbit for us? Or oh, uh, I got a ton of them. I'm not gonna give them all to you today. Have you heard of Eric Warren? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you about Eric Warren. He's 50 years old. He is currently? He is 50 years old. He lives in Texas. You'd think you'd think by the age of 50, you'd have some sort of brainage. I was going to say, enough said. 50 <laughs> years old in Texas, enough said. Anyway, well, moving on. Eric <laughs> decides he needs a new car, and he needs some cash. So Eric goes to the BMW dealership, takes out a brand new car for a test drive, and doesn't bring it back. Oh, no, he did. He brought it back. Mm. He absolutely did bring it back. Oh, my God. Did he use it in a bank robbery? <laughs> he absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you figured that one out. Uh, Eric decides he really likes this BMW car, so he goes to the bank to get the cash to pay for the BMW. He puts a fast food bag over his head. Could be that Whopper. The left-handed Whopper. Whopper from Burger King bag. <laughs> That's the one I would use. Goes to the bank teller, gives her a note demanding $10,000. Leaves the scene of the bank robbery, goes back to the dealership, and he puts on a down payment on the getaway car (laughs) with the stolen cash from the bank. (laughs) Eric has no car and no money. He, however, does have a 20-year sentence in prison. (laughs) You don't need money in prison. Nope. That goes under the how stupid can you be? And Andrew says, wait, hold my beer. <laughs> now, there are certain things that not even I would do. Yeah, don't do that one. Crazy. Didn't plan on it. Crazy. So we'll go from Eric Wilson in Texas, who wasn't real bright, to Kenneth Lutz, who lived in California. Okay. Now, Kenneth Lutz, he's only 20. So you really can't expect much more out of him. And he lives in California. I can expect everything I want. The fact is, is it's just not going to happen. So back in 1974, Kenneth Lutz, he's 20 years old. He needs money. Does he also need a car? No. No. But he wants the money from his parents. Oh, geez. I remember. Okay, go on. I'm not even going to say a word. It's yours. He kidnaps himself. (laughs) (laughs) He attaches a note to his parents' front door demanding $5,000 in $20 bills for his safe return. He leaves instructions that the money be put out when you go to work on Wednesday. And he signs the note, the kidnapper. Then it, Kenneth goes into hiding. Except he's only 20, so he ain't real bright. If you know, when I read the story... Did you read this one? I did. I, this is the one that I read the other day, and you told me, yeah, you can't read that. <gasps> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, honestly, I was thinking he's like 15. 
you know, I seriously just reading the story without thinking about his age. This is something a teenager a would teenager do. might do. Yeah, somebody who's twenty. I didn't think. I mean, so yeah, he just yeah. joins the stupid people club. He sure did. So when the police arrived a few hours later, because obviously his folks called the police, because you know the kidnapper didn't instruct him not to, they find him sitting in a camper van behind the parents' house. He confesses that he wrote the note. Nobody else was involved. He says, I just wanted money. It sounded like something that could be done. The detective who investigated this, which obviously didn't take a lot of work, said that the circumstances of the case immediately aroused his suspicions because nobody signs a ransom note with the kidnapper. Every note that I put out now, I'm going to sign at the kidnapper. The kidnapper. <laughs> to my son's teacher. This is going to be really hard during job, you know, Interviews. trying to send out my resume to people over email. And sign it, the kidnapper? Just sign everything, the kidnapper. <laughs> I will add that to my resume. I'm the kidnapper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that stupid. Very stupid, stupid, very funny, yeah. Yeah. So you got a national day for us today? I do. It's going to be slightly more long-winded than the ones I usually do. That's all right. Because you usually pick extremely good national days. We get gifts because of your national days, okay? So, March 21st is National Common Courtesy Day. It is something that the people of the United States has totally forgotten exists. I could agree with that. I cannot tell you how many times over the last 20 years I've smacked my head in frustration because there have been too many people that have zero common courtesy. You cannot think of anyone but yourself. True. So, <clears throat> National Common Courtesy Day is March 21st and serves as a reminder of the behavior that keeps society from melting into a sea of madness. <laughs> Might be too late. Nobody's been observing this holiday for, I don't know, the last 50 years. <laughs> the day brings awareness to how important common courtesy is in our lives, people. <laughs> In the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, courtesy is described as a behavior marked by polished manners or respect for others. Others, not ourselves. Courteous behavior, a courteous and respectful act or expression. Common courtesy can be as simple as saying please and thank you. Most people don't get that nowadays. No, they It's just don't. mine, 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 mine. Me, 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 me. When asking for and receiving a service, gift, or assistance. So, you know, when people fucking help you, maybe you should say thanks. Kindness and courtesy do go a long way and are noticed by others, even if you don't realize it. And the lack thereof goes hand in hand. It, it absolutely does. Letting someone in front of you in traffic is easy. Okay, no, that one's totally a lie. <laughs> <laughs> He's amusing himself now. He's, I am. He's snorting into his coffee cup. Uh. <laughs> <coughs> Hold open a door for someone or give a person a hand with their groceries. Don't do that. Somebody's probably bound to shoot you for trying to kidnap their baby watermelon. I don't know. Corn dogs? Right. They're corn dogs. <laughs> Caught me in the middle ocean on a corn dog. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Give up your seat on the bus to someone who might need it. Introduce yourself to the new employee or kid at school and take the time to introduce her or him to the rest of the crew. That just sounds like they're trying to start a gang. A polite enemy. This is a quote. Okay. 
by Bryant H. McGill. A polite enemy is just as difficult to discredit as a rude friend is to protect. Ooh. Tis a good one. That is a good one. Think about that for a minute. Let that stir around in the old brain noggin thing there. The brain noggin thing? Yep. These examples provide a glimpse into the ways you can infuse courtesy into your life. Seriously, it's, a, it's kind of an awesome thing. It is. It's, it is really awesome. There have been times when, you know, life has been really, really rough and you run into that perfect stranger who unknowingly shows you that amount of courtesy that makes the day go, okay, it's not that horrible. These momentary deeds of courtesy may be incremental, but they might make a huge difference in someone's life. How to observe common courtesy day? Through binoculars? I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) The fact that there's how to observe in this particular day just baffles me. Like, people don't really know... I I mean, I know that they don't know what common courtesy is. They're just rude shits. (laughs) They can be, that's for sure. If common courtesy is not a part of your daily routine, you're an asshole. Um, Then make Common Courtesy Day your opportunity for change. Start implementing courtesy into your life. Try it. Not only will others appreciate it, but you will feel good about it too. Probably not. You'll find a lot of people like you already um, just walk all over you once you start being courteous. But, you know, if be the change you want to see in the world. Ooh, that's a good one. I know, right? Good one. Good one. And for those of you who can't stay off your cell phones and laptops and, you know, Twitter, you can always do something good and hashtag it. That is true. Use hashtag Common Courtesy Day. <laughs> Apparently, National Common Courtesy Day was has been observed since 2003. I don't know who the fuck is observing this day. Nobody has any common courtesy. A lot of people do not. Back to our regular scheduled program. do 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 well done. Well done. So, March 21st is also National Corn Dog Day. Who does not did love... Did I steal your day? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bitching. You did a better job than I would have done on it. I'm also kind of a jerk. I know. I don't bitch about that either very often. I know. At least not out loud. I'm a courteous jerk, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a courteous complainer. <laughs> Please stop being an asshole. <laughs> See how nice that was? Thank you for your input, and I will keep it in mind, but probably not change a damn thing. (laughs) Have a great day. Have a wonderful day. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So the corn dog started out as a sausage or a hot dog that was baked or deep fried in cornmeal breading and served as a sandwich. It started in the uh, late 1930s, and this sandwich became a very convenient fair food. The whole thing is put on a stick. And they deep fry it. Fairgoers could then eat their corn dog while taking in the exhibits. Hey, if it was a sandwich originally, why is it called a corn dog? I don't know. Somewhere like in the th- late 30s, early 40s, they decided to put it on a stick, deep fry it, and take it to the World Fair or something. Um, we actually have a place in a town nearby that does really famous corn dogs or something. I've never been there. The popular convenience food is often enjoyed with ketchup, mustard, and other dipping sauces. Um, from sports arenas to amusement parks, state fairs, concerts, Americans get their corn dogs and dipping sauces to go. How do you observe it? You eat one. Eat Grab a, corn, a dog. corn dog and eat it. Try eating it courteously. Politely? No, courteously. With, with courteousness? Courteousness, yes. Cur- Would you like a bite of my corn dog after I licked the whole thing? Absolutely. <laughs> 
Um, two gentlemen, Brady Sassnow and Henry Otley, actually created the National Corn Dog Observance Day in 1992. Um, and they kind of started it with the March Madness basketball thing that I am never a part of. So National Corn Dog Day. It just done. I mean, it makes more sense to introduce ourselves at the beginning of the show. We should just cut this whole thing and restart. Restart the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> All right. So I've been waiting for you. I <laughs> never said I picked a bright partner for this podcast. Okay, but he does bring a lot of humor and entertainment. My name is Mary Swartz. <laughs> Her name's Andrew Kremel. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. I'm the asshole today. <laughs> you are the asshole today. <laughs> wow. Thank you for listening. And that's all we got. <laughs> no, we still got your story to I know. Do. I know. I don't so, want to be Mary because if I was Mary, I'd have to do a story and I'm not. You want to no. read about Mike the Chicken? I really don't. You don't? I don't. You just want to listen to Mike the Chicken? I will just listen to all Mike right. the Chicken. So we're going to tell you. We're okay, gonna ta- I'm, I'm probably not just going to listen. Okay. I'm probably going to interrupt you. I expect no less. Okay. No less. Okay. If you don't, I'm going to be very sad. I'm going to be crying by the end of the podcast. Okay. Sobbing in my apple juice. All you're doing is giving me reasons not to comment. <laughs> but we all know it's very hard for you to keep your lips shut. <laughs> <laughs> but we have fun here. Yes. So today we're learning the story about Mike the chicken. Have you ever had chickens? I've never owned them, no. Okay, so you've never named your chickens. I have never named my chickens. Mike was not an ordinary chicken. Mike was a headless chicken. If you want to be real specific, though, Mike was actually a headless Wyandotte rooster. He wasn't actually a regular chicken. He was a rooster. Mike was not always a headless chicken rooster. When he was born, he was 100% normal. He had a head and everything. He was born in uh, Colorado. But on September 10th of 1945, Mike was five and a half months old, and his life took a slight turn for the worse. You don't know that that's for the worse. Have you ever tried having your head cut off? No, it's not even on my bucket list. No? No. Okay, well, you don't know that it's for the worse then. Well, that's just one of those things I'm not going to try yet. Bigger breathing hole. You know, you don't have to chew your food. You just shove it down in there. (laughs) Those are really good points to consider. (laughs) When I don't have any more teeth, I'll take that into consideration. I will happily decapitate you for you. It's just me being courteous. (laughs) 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 I'm putting this in my in case I go missing file. (laughs) Your lovely courteous offer. (laughs) All right. So on September 10th of 1945, Mike received a death sentence. It's time for him to go into the stew pot. His owners, Lloyd and Clara Olson, decided it was time to slaughter a group of birds, some that they were going to sell and some they were going to keep and prepare. So they went out to the hen house. Mike needs to watch what he's doing. So if you can imagine it, Mr. Olson is the one whacking the heads off, Clara's plucking and cleaning the birds as after he whacks the head off. As you do, yeah. Yes. Well, maybe some of our listeners don't know that that's how it works. Okay. Don't pluck them first. They get real pissy. Bash. Mike wasn't too happy about it either. <laughs> Anyway, go on. <laughs> now he's a naked headless rooster. <laughs> Bam. Down comes the axe, and off comes Mike's head. But he was the smartest chicken of all, and he kept his brain in his big toe. I don't know. I don't know where chickens keep their brains. Usually in their head. So Mike's head is surely dead, but Mike is not. Uh, it is kind of a well-known fact that 
after you cut their heads off, chickens will run around frantically. They actually do live for a few minutes. And everybody knows that headless chickens can't survive for more than a few minutes. Apparently, Mike forgot to read the rule book on getting his head chopped off and how he was supposed to act. You've got quite the way with words. His head might have been lying on the floor, but he had no problem standing up and strutting around if, as if nothing had really actually happened. <laughs> the next day, Mike is still flopping around. <laughs> he's still strutting around the hen house. Just pecking at the ground with nothing. I think he's a little quieter. I don't think he gobbles as well, but hey, you know. So Lloyd decides to feed him to see how long he can keep the bird alive. Lloyd feeds him. Mike gains back a little weight. I imagine when you lose your head, you lose a little weight. In my case, about 20 pounds. So Mike learned to balance himself without falling. He couldn't really crow anymore. Ooh, I like that thought of a rooster that doesn't crow. We know how much I love roosters that crow underneath my windows. His crowing consisted of actually... It makes me want to make another mic. <laughs> he, his crowing consisted of a gurgling noise that he made in his throat. Mike would even attempt to preen himself, as chickens and roosters do, with his non-existent head because apparently he didn't realize he didn't have a head. It's like a phantom pain. <laughs> Seems like Mike <laughs> could still do just about everything that any other chicken could do that did have a head. So... Headless chickens are not an everyday event. In the tradition of the famous Huckster Barnum from the circus, there was money to be made in this oddity. So a promoter by the name of Hope Wade came along and convinced Lloyd that Mike would be a big draw in the sideshow circuit. They called him Miracle Mike. He toured up and down the west coast of the United States. Six weeks after his beheading, he was featured in a Life magazine article, which is a really popular, well-known magazine. I'm fairly certain most people know what Life magazine is. And his fame continued to grow. Life magazine, that's $5. <laughs> For just 25 cents, anyone could pay to get a look at him. At the height of his popularity, he was making $4,500 a month. A chicken. Now, does he get taxed on that? That's my question. Does he have to, like, file income taxes? Uh, technically, animals aren't considered U.S. citizens. They're considered livestock, so I would say no. Okay. Um... <laughs> So, apparently when Mike's head was chopped off, one of the farmer's cats came in and ate it, so the head was no longer around. So, yummy. people thought, well, you know, Lloyd and Claire did this, we can do this too. So they started trying to chop off heads of their own chickens in an attempt to get in on the money-making scheme. Yeah. yeah. Um, one copycat headless rooster was named Lucky, and he managed to live for 11 days before he ran himself into a stovepipe and killed himself. Apparently, Lucky wasn't really all that lucky. I, I find that's quite often the case with things named Lucky. So, how was Mike able to survive? Because we know that when you chop their heads off, usually they run around for a couple minutes and then they actually are dead. Because yeah. how, how do you live without your head attached? Keeping your brain in a different part of your body. Um, that would be one thing, but I mean, there's other things too. Because what if you, you could bleed to death, you know? Depends on how clean the cut was. Scientists uh, actually examined him and determined that Mr. Olson... Wasn't a really good head chopper offer. Most of his head was actually removed, but he left an ear on there. And by leaving the ear on there, he missed the jugular vein. And Mike had a clot that kind of stuck there and prevented him from bleeding to death. So I guess he was pretty lucky. Mike was lucky. Lucky was not lucky. Yeah. Apparently, Lucky wasn't even Mike, though. So. No. <laughs> lucky was a Mike wannabe. So apparently most of a chicken's reflex actions are located in the brain stem, which Mr. Olson did not cut off. Yeah. Um, Mike was also examined by officers of several humane societies and declared 
that he was not suffering from being headless. Which is, you know, if you think about it, it's a good thing to know. It's important that our chickens don't suffer. Through his open esophagus, Mike was fed a mixture of ground-up grain and water with an eyedropper. And then little bits of gravel were dropped down his throat to help grind up the food. I don't know who thought of this shit in 1945, but it's almost a genius. It's fucking awesome. It's almost a genius. How do we keep our headless chicken alive? (laughs) Uh, One serious problem that Mike commonly experienced was that he would start to choke on his own mucus. And the Olsons came up with a simple solution that they used a syringe to suck it out. But one day, tragedy struck. Mike was traveling home to Fruta, Colorado, and he was roosting with the Olsons in their Phoenix motel room. They heard Mike choking in the middle of the night, and they quickly realized they had left the syringe at the sideshow the day before. Oh, poor Mike. Miracle Mike was no more. I'm wondering if you could have, like, sucked it out like you would snake venom. There's dead silence from the other side of the table, in case you haven't noticed. (laughs) If I could blink one eye at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the exact date of Mike's belated departure from this world was never actually recorded, and years later it was estimated based on Lloyd's information, that he died in March of 1947, which meant he left, lived 18 months without a head. Lloyd didn't want to admit that he had accidentally killed the bird, so he actually told people that he had sold the bird off. But wait, Mike's story is not quite over. Mike actually has his own holiday now. Okay. On May 17th, Mike's hometown of Fruta, Colorado, holds Mike the Chicken, Mike the Headless Chicken Day in honor of one of its most famous citizens. And in remembrance, is that a little tear I see? A little bit. <laughs> I love Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the events include the 5K run like a headless chicken race, egg tosses, pin the head on the chicken. So wait, 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 wait. Run like a headless chicken race. Um, can Is this where we just put sacks over people's heads and make them run? That would be awesome. <laughs> I want to host this event. I did not think to Google the event. I would like to host this event okay. just to see people run into trees and telephone poles <laughs> because I am a very courteous person. <laughs> I want to bring entertainment to everybody's lives. I think it would. Uh, so they also play pin the head on the chicken. They do the chicken cluck off and the clack- classic chicken dance. Um, so yeah. a little morbid here. Yes, because there's nothing morbid about cutting off a chicken's head and watching him live for 18 months. Is there anybody who's willing to test this and see if they can live for 18 months? See if anybody can beat Mike's record. Not chickens. People? Yeah. We're living in remembrance of Mike. I have some suggestions, but I don't think they're going to want to go along with it. We'll get Josh over here. (laughs) He can sell condoms to a nun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Josh. It's up to you, buddy. Find us. Find us a person. You help us convince people to chop their heads off. Wait, we have to come up with a waiver? We're not responsible for anything. That's my waiver. I'm not responsible for a damn thing. Okay. Oh, there's our waiver, guys. Fact is, is do not try this at home. And if you do, we will not be held responsible, nor will we feel guilty. I do not feel guilty for the actions of stupid people. No, never. All right, so on Mike's holiday in the hometown of Fruta, they fried chicken, chicken salad, all kinds of chicken dishes, and the great game of chicken bingo. You know how you play bingo and you draw numbers and you call them off? Yeah. Well, their numbers are chosen by where chicken droppings fall on a bingo grid. I'm not really sure how that works. That's a long, well, it might not be a long game. (laughs) Yeah, it could. So if you're interested in it, Mike the Headless Chicken Day is an annual event. As peculiar as it is to describe, it actually sounds like a good time. 
And it is all done in celebration of the life of one lucky bird named Miracle Mike. And that is the story of Mike the Chicken. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could try sucking it out. It's just gross. <laughs> oh, now you're going to respond. <laughs> okay, so if you're choking on food, people can do the Heimlich. Why didn't they do the Heimlich? Why didn't they pick up Mike to and go, To be fair, ooh, ooh. I'm not asking them to. I expect no one to put their mouth on mine. If you're making me $4,500 a week or a month because I am you know, put you in a circus, hell yeah, if you choke, I'm going to do the Heimlich on you. Why is everything about money? Why does <laughs> money... Okay, he's got money or he's making money, so I'm going to be courteous. <laughs> that is not what common courtesy is about. This was not a story about common courtesy. <laughs> I understand that. Common courtesy says don't... It doesn't matter don't how much money they the have. Don't name the chicken and then, you know, go, hey, let's cut your head off. No, they named him after. He was named Magic Mike, right? Miracle Mike after Miracle he went Mike. into the sideshow. No, he was called Mike before he got his head chopped off. Do you know that? This is what the story says. I have to believe it's true. Because the internet doesn't lie, right? Absolutely doesn't lie. It's all true. It's all real. We're all whacked. So you got anything else for us? Nope. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good story. (laughs) To everybody who stopped by and lent their their ear today, we hope you enjoyed our show and uh, thanks. Have a corn dog, some chicken, and eat politely. You can find us at (coughs) on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me something I didn't need to know, or at tmsidntk at gmail dot com. We're also located on Twitter at tmsidntk. Yes, we have a Twitter account. little at sign, I think. I don't know how Twitter works. I don't either. I just put stuff out there every week. If you have suggestions, ideas, or comments, we appreciate them unless they're stupid comments or negative comments. Keep them to yourself. That's not being very courteous and you're an asshole. I don't know if you can say that. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That's how courteous I am. If you enjoyed your short stop with us, Where the hell is Larry to fuck up the English language? I don't know, he did such a good job. Please feel free to follow the podcast and leave us a rating and a review. <laughs> you can find us on Anchor O and Spotify and Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public. This podcast is co-hosted by Andrew Kreml, Larry Swartz, and Mary Swartz sometimes because Larry is not here today. All editing is done by someone at the table. Final thought till next time. Hey, Mom, be courteous. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye. Uh Uh-huh, you thought me with none, huh? (laughs) We not more. Chicken and watch them feathers fly. Sick them on a chicken. Sick them on a chicken. Break out the butter and the flour ready to fry.
My dog Pete's the smallest dog of all the dogs in my yard. That's right. He's a mean some bitch drinks beaming water from a broken mason jar. And we sick him on a chicken. Sick him on a chicken. Sick him on a chicken and watch them feathers fly. Sick him on a chicken. Sick him on a chicken. Break out the butter and the flour, we're ready to fry. This awful noise coming out of the woods. Coming out of the woods. I heard chicken screams, knew it wasn't gonna be good. I think we lost a chicken. I think we lost a chicken. I think we lost a chicken, cause I just heard her cry. I think we lost a chicken. I think we lost a chicken. But you can get another one, $4.79. A couple of years his spurs had grown and he wasn't safe to keep around the home and he almost took an eyeball from Lonnie's son. And I was in the kitchen making fig preserves and I heard that youngin get kicked in the face and I knew it was the day that that rooster's gonna get what he deserves. So I chased the chicken, I chased the chicken, I chased the chicken and Pete hit him from the side. I chased the chicken, I chased the chicken. Me and Pete suffered on a homemade chicken pot pie.